1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE.
2: Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some Super... old fat <laughs> drunk dudes jumping up and <laughs> down. This tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoes of Cistraba. Aaron doesn't know
0: who Chris Grava is. It's so
3: good. That's great.
1: Welcome back to The Puncher, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, it's, season yeah. three. Season
0: going, three. Season three,
1: the third season.
0: I'm going to sing talk more on this season. Season oh,
2: two God. had a really great ending.
0: Oh, man. Just, it was a cliffhanger.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Was yeah. it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wrote well, so... Mike is going
1: to sing talk. Uh, I am doing my best not to wear pants when we record. Jesse, what is your your vow? Your Your resolution for the new season.
2: Resolution for the new season? season? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we were going to have resolutions. A resolution is something I would normally reflect on for longer than one second before. But you only have right now. Yep. We
0: need your impulsive... Like this season I will
2: This season I will continue to interject obnoxious things. But fantastic. But I can I I can stay on topic when necessary. I just because I like interjecting obnoxious okay, things we're moving doesn't mean on. I can't yeah. get on you're, topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're gonna just you're gonna be you. So that's, that's your your resolution.
0: I mean
1: I guess that's alright. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron's um, like, I
2: don't want you to be you anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be you just a little bit different from the you that you have been. Okay. No? Is that
2: okay yeah, to say? Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Me I of, mean, uh, Mike K and song. I are both changing oh, a little bit. a
1: Reliant
0: K song. What song is it?
2: Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. Uh, yeah. I believe that's probably my... Yeah. No. I think that's uh, tricky.
0: That's a tricky one. Like, I, not... could, I could easily just always feel that way. Oh. Which wouldn't be productive for my no, life not, or not my not struggles with mental health. There's yeah. plenty
2: of truth to the statement, but it... It's also not healthy to just dwell in that feeling. No. Right, right. So right.
1: Jesse is taking on the role of Punk tree psychiatrist. Um, wow. And let's take a step back, because we haven't really introduced ourselves. Everyone, this is Aaron. It's good to be back with you. Hey, this is Jesse. Good to be back with you as well. And this is Mike.
0: And it, yeah, it's nice to be with you two. And it's nice to be heard in strangers' cars. For everyone else. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Well we're also in a new recording place. We have not We've recorded where we're recorded sitting right it. now. We're currently in my garage. Um we I are done it here. Uh, this is uh, I hope we, this works out. This is where we worked out we during did. COVID. During COVID yeah. we opened, opened all the windows and the big garage door and turned the fan on. Oh, my, my virility skyrocketed. Yeah, I really wish that we'd go back into lockdown so I could start like working on I, I you know, for the world I hated COVID. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. For me, what a time. Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't the worst.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, for you personally. Yeah. I mean, we all made it out alive. Right. There was, there were some downsides to the lockdown. That's yeah. few people can argue with that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um.
2: So we're here. We're here.
0: And and we're going again. Um. I know we have some things we usually do. I think we'll talk about those. We also, uh, if you kind of hang around for a bit, we're going to have a conversation and then we're going to kind of unveil in a way, yeah. I would say, like, like preview what the season is going to look like. Um, it's going to look a little bit different in some ways than what some of our, um, our subscribers, our, our listeners are, are used to. Yeah. So, But we always start with music, mm-hmm. and I think we should this time as well. Um, I'd like to go last Is that okay? I'm I'm gonna volunteer to go last. Yes. Okay. Great. So just like, what have
2: we been listening to? This is tough. I've been listening to more music um, in the last maybe three or six months than than like my average for the previous three to five years. Like like I up I upped my music listening. Yeah. Is it because you don't listen to as many podcasts? It has to be. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Why would listen podcasts are pretty steep. I mean, yeah. I I follow like some standard comedians that like joke about how like every uh, cis white male just starts a podcast, and um, I'm like, you're making fun of me. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. also, they have, are. yeah, they are, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. But we have me. <laughs> you're brown. I'm I'm
0: I'm a brown man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we qualify for so many wait. more federal grants because of me. Thank you President Biden So you What have you been listening to Jesse You said a lot of things But like You know the last
2: Week or two Or recently Yeah the way these Segments go Like you know We'll mention something And then you know Drop the song And it's nice to hear A little bit of it I feel like if I were To rattle off What I've been listening to Like we couldn't drop Something for every single band Because I've got Five things Let's just do Two bands Alright I will try I will I will do three I'll do three God damn it <laughs> Fine <laughs> Alright Number one I got into A pop punk band Called the Dangerous Summer Yes you did I heard about them. <laughs> to a
0: serious extent You got into them
2: Yeah Like They're really really A style of music That I'm into But I hadn't ever Heard of them They've got like Five or six albums out and Members
0: from Well known other bands Go, Tell me well, do you know who their, their drummer is?
2: I have not um, I have not researched that. I just listened um, to their songs. Aaron something. Aaron, Aaron
0: Gillespie. Aaron Gillespie. Parimal. Aaron Gillespie is their drummer.
2: No, he's not. He is. He is. He is. I, on, some, on at least one record he is, right? I don't believe it was on any record. I think he... I think He just sang on it? I think he very, very, very temporarily filled in.
0: Okay, well that's the only thing that would pop into my memory.
2: I think that he you might find his name on their Wikipedia page because someone wanted it to be there and they wanted to be associated with him uh, I've not been on their Wikipedia page. I don't so... I could I you know, the truth is I don't know the band history well. Okay. I just know But that, you've been liking it. Um they've got a few albums that I can just listen to front to back on repeat. Um and I just feel like the the main songwriter i think his name is aj um just the way he writes i can i feel like i have a good grasp of his his headspace and like what he's thinking and feeling and it just really matches up with my own my own thoughts and feelings often
0: so it's serving as a sort of mirror for you but not so much a window
2: yeah ah i guess yes it's it's a mirror Uh The Devil Wears Prada. Um, we went and saw them when they opened for August Burns Red. I said we, you guys were there, right? I was not at that show. I did not go to that no. show. That was you. That All was I right. know. That was a, know, long that time. Was a while ago. years ago. But anyways, I I liked The Devil Wears Prada for quite a long time. Um, I liked their album Dead Throne. Um, but they put out a couple of releases that I didn't really give much attention to. I didn't love it, but their most recent release that they just put out was called Color Decay and i feel like this album was maybe the most introspective and like emo lyrics that they put out i sort of wonder if a different band member was was writing with with the primary songwriters Uh, i don't know but it had a lot of things that made me go like this heavy album is emo All right, well, I said I would do th- only three. Um, and so I guess I'll just have to say that I've been listening a ton to the Classic Crime. It's a band that I've loved for over a decade. And they just put out an album called Grim Age. And it's legit! <laughs> I like it very, very much. Um, like the writing, there's some really great hooks in it. Um, the music is kind of standard fare for what Classic Crime's been doing. There, I would not say that they're punk. I would not say that they're... Heavy. I would not say that they're uh, poppy per se or emo per se, but I would say they're, I would say they're just rock rock music. No, what would you say?
0: Ah, like uh, pop rock. Not even. It's not pop rock. I would. I think it's heavier than you think it is. Okay. I think there's some like. Oh, they have some. There's some post rage boy. Yeah. <laughs> there's some po- post. It's not post hardcore. What well, kind of post? It's, it's one of the like versions of post-hardcore I think like there's an edge of emo but it's not very um soft emo so I would say it's a little bit like some of his lines and the way he expresses it not se- not vocal tone wise but just kind of like the way he's pushing it is a little bit like early um Band you loved that I gave you AFI? About. like AFI. There's a little bit of an AFI to me. There's a little bit of an AFI like he's pushing this idea to it like his guttural like as much as he can push it on you.
2: I feel like if there was a, a well-known band that I would liken them to, I would I would put them closest to the Foo Fighters. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say with a bit of a Foo Fighters like driving rock.
2: Have you heard the Foo Fighters new record? No. It sounds just like the Foo Fighters.
0: Oh, like the last. I don't even know how many albums I have like seventeen. Um, well, I, I loved I still love grimage. Yeah, I listened to it twice the other day. I was on a long drive on vacation. I listened to the album twice, which I don't usually loop albums much. Uh, I think that it is written lyrically in a refreshing kind of profound way. Like it's not over the top like my ideology is so profound right now and i need everyone to know how profound my the current philosophy of my life is <clears throat> some of the concepts are really simple but they're 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 written in a way that is very clear what he's trying to convey you're never wondering what he's talking about what track is a,
2: a favorite for you oh
0: my gosh i have to look at yeah i have to look at all of them um Man, I really the hooky. The
2: hookiest song is it's track three. It's um end of everything. The end of everything. uh,
0: Yes, I also think Alone in the City is pretty hooky. Like that, he sings it a lot of times. I mean, I really love Lost Magic. I really love New Noise.
2: What's the one where he talks about how uh, everything repeats? Uh. That's not my favorite. I can't remember the name of the song. But it, I really... the
0: song where he talks about, like, he was the opener for other bands and people came to see him. Yeah. Even though, and then... He now, says, like... Now there are young, young kid bands yeah. open and everyone's actually there to see
2: them. Yeah. he's It's like, we I, when I was younger, like, we appreciated the music that came before us, but, like, we moved the audience more. Like, now in modern time. And now he's seeing himself as that older generation and he's talking about how the current younger generation moves the audience more to it's pretty cool song
0: yeah yeah i think my my favorite song though is probably probably what you run from
2: yeah i like that song a lot too yeah that's very repetitive in the chorus and hooky as well yeah check it out seven
3: states in seven days i
2: I believe the first, if it wasn't the first adjective I said, I think "hooky" was one of the ones I said. said You did, Um, and it has that like
0: repetitive line. He's really good at writing that line, that one line. Um, But just the idea that you will become the thing that you run from. Um, You will become it if you don't like do something about it, right? I think that's. It's like that twists you up. It makes you like really dig and think, which I. I have like.
2: thought about that particular line a lot of times yeah. because I'm not sure that I agree. Oh really? I don't think I don't L, no, You know it. what? Hold on! No, no no no! I think that it works. I think that it works. I don't think that you could just say that it's like absolute truth. It's not just like, you know, if you if you run from what you fear, you're gonna become what you fear. I don't I don't think so. I think that it's 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 something. It's a scenario that'll happen in your life if you if you just continue to run from things instead of facing them. Ooh, so I'll push. So I, I was
0: agreeing with you, and now I feel like this is not just the person who wants to challenge you. But I wonder if it's not the thing. You're not. You're never running from a thing. You're running from what hap- might happen because of a thing. So mm-hmm. if you are something that make that I am afraid of, I'm not running from you. I'm running from the fear that I feel of you. I'm trying to escape being afraid.
3: So
2: you will become afraid? So you are
0: afraid, because you are running from it.
2: Now see, I can see how that works. I see that. Part of what I mean why I don't think I agree is, like, I was thinking of, like, many, many scenarios. Like, if you're running from your wife, you're not going to become your wife. Right,
0: so, (laughs) well, but if you run from your wife, why would someone run from their
1: wife? Right, it's not the wife, it is the um, Commit actions they take or the, the scenarios, the
2: garbage that they cause. okay. Right, right. All right. Because
0: well. right, I immediately thought of like, well, love. If I run away from love, isn't that a bad thing? But you would never run from love. You, I don't think you ever would. I think you would run from the, uh, uh, an anxiety around committing to love or you would run from the shame of feeling like you aren't worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Or you would run from, and so in doing it, you become the shame that you are so worried about encountering. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm sure that I'm going to keep listening, and I don't know that I'm going to arrive at, like, I think yes we, or no. But analyze, I think we analyzed the shit out of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would like to listen to yeah, to this. we'll send it to him. We'll send it to him.
1: Keep going. You want me to go not last now? Yes. Okay,
2: well... Just, okay. You fine. said
1: one. Just keep...
2: Turns are done. This has to get cut out anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh yeah, fine. Gosh. Okay, so... Um, I've been listening to a couple of other things kind of a lot. Um, one is I've been listening to a bunch of Page of the Lion again. And I know we've talked about uh, David Bazan a lot on the show, but we also... Aaron and I got to go see... Page of the Line, full band. Um, play a couple of albums in their entirety, which was cool. He played Control, and he played...
1: The other one. Yeah, uh, the other one.
0: A couple of older albums, which was great because I knew them, but I hadn't been listening to them more recently because he's had a couple of albums in the last three years, and they're quite good. Um, so I listened to them more going into the show, and I kind of went back and was listening to more of his stuff after. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we'll play something from uh, Control. Yes.
2: Control's my favorite.
0: because of when it came out probably
2: probably when it came out I've definitely listened to it the most yeah
0: um Justin Wright was at the show I saw him uh so Justin Jesse and I play music together and Justin was the producer of our our last album
2: yeah I I missed that that Peter the Lion show because I was out of town I think I was in Tennessee yes or something
0: you were somewhere you were somewhere there were a lot of people that I knew there um I saw a few of them, and then I saw a few of them post some things afterward. It was interesting. It's a very... Uh, I was talking to our, our, our mutual friend, Jesse and I, and uh, he was like, yeah, I saw these other people at this bar down the street before. He's like, uh, we, we a bunch of us went to the same college, uh, Point Loma Nazarene University. Woo-woo. Oh,
2: don't Google it now. They're in turmoil. Oh, it's a oh. great time
0: to Google it. Yeah. It's a great time to Google it. Being in turmoil mm-hmm. is when we're at our finest. We get to decide if we're going to if we're gonna run from something and then become what we run from, right? When we're in turmoil.
2: I'm afraid of accepting you Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, but he made a comment, it's interesting actually. He was like, yeah, I saw this person from our from our college we went to and that person, and like our buddy Taylor Dwyer was there. Uh, he works for Taylor Guitars, really good dude. If you need a, a new acoustic guitar. I recommend buying a Taylor guitar. We're not sponsored by them, No, though they've hooked it up a little bit in the past. So, um, and he was like, "Yeah, I feel like this place is filled with evangelicals," which I thought was an interesting statement. That
2: wasn't like a new term for
0: you, though, right? No. no, no, no. Every sort of woke uh, Christian podcaster likes to use the word exvangelical. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So, um, so listen to that, uh, and then the thing I've been listening to the most, and I think that this is like, it, just my favorite stuff, and so I listen to it often, so it's not like unusual that I've been listening to a lot of Gang of Youths, um, but I listen to podcasts and I, I search for Dave La Pepe's like, interviews, anytime he does an interview, I just think it's awesome. And so I had a couple of long drives, um, in the last couple of weeks and like actually a lot of long drives. <clears throat> and so I, you know, look for any podcasts with some people I like to hear from. Like I enjoy listening to Chuck Klosterman talk, right? Like I really do. And he's on the, I have a Bill Simmons episode ready to go. My buddy Jem sent me. Um, and so I like, when he's on a podcast, I probably will at least check it out. Same thing with, uh, Dave from Gang of Youths. And, um, he was on... I don't even remember what podcast it was. Um and I sent it to you guys and uh, maybe I'll throw it in the show notes. I thought he said some really amazing stuff. Um, we'll we'll pull it up right now. But it it kinda got me going again on on Angel the uh Angel Eighth. And I I'm sorry, Angel in Real Time. The sorry. song is Angel of Eighth. But Angel in Real Time, their newest album. And I I think part of it is like June. The month of June is like by far my least favorite month of the year. I really don't like the month of June at all. And it's mostly like a real grieving kind of month. Like my dad's birthday was in June and Father's Day is usually in June. My dad passed away several years ago. And Father's Day and his birthday are always the same week. And so I like I and I'm a dad, I hate Father's Day. Like I don't look forward to it at all. I dread the day coming. I'm usually kind of an asshole. You know, that's
2: what Father's Day is for. You get to do that one day. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and the entire record, and we've talked about it before to a certain extent on on the show. Um, the entire record he actually wrote, and he says he wrote it to try to speak with the dead. It was like the goal of the album, have a conversation with his dead father, and he's like, so it was, It's like an extremely spiritual kind of like record because he is trying to. You know, trans whatever that plane to the spiritual world with it, um, and it has some great tracks. We've talked about some of them before, but I, I think I'm right on the edge now of saying like uh, when we did our top ten bands of ten of the last decade.
2: Top ten bands or albums? Top ten albums. I'm sorry. Yeah. I,
0: I picked Go uh, Farther in Lightness, and I said it was my favorite album of all time. Yeah. It might be replaced by Angel in Real Time. Like, it is just so fucking awesome. And it's... Like, he did some crazy stuff. Like, going to Samoa and, like, recording artists and choirs on the islands. And then writing them into the song credits so that they receive royalties. Yeah, like, like doing things like that. um, As he, like, traced his father's life, which was all this, like, mystery... um, like, as his father was passing, he found out he had two brothers he never knew about, and the two brothers he never knew about didn't know about each other and didn't know about them. And his father was always told him he was a half-German Jew, and actually he was 100% Samoan, but he didn't want them to not think that they were part white. Whoa! And it's like, all these things, and he talks about them in interviews really, really well, but the songs, when you're like take the time to really listen and take them apart um they're incredible and so yeah i'll i'll, I'll play that track right now uh brothers
2: Our father had a lot of
3: painful memories a bunch of shit he never shared but when he died i went out looking for them for all
2: the things he never said Thought he was born in 1948 But was born a whole decade
3: before Thought he was brought up in New Zealand But he was born and brought up in Samoa
0: We thought that he was only half
3: Samoa That his mother was a German Jew But I went and found his birth certificate yeah
2: that's good and and of course i have to uh be able to say like it's a good thing they didn't go for an album title go farther in whiteness but there was a little bit of that theme in that in that last bit yeah um
0: i Aaron, do you know that album at all not one bit okay i I, can i play you a little piece of it i just want to get your reaction i don't
2: i don't like it as much as um go farther in lightness um i have no no qualms with it or anything but go farther in lightness still does it for me are you would you ever pick an album
0: that doesn't have guitars at all over an album that is guitar driven fully if it was the same band and it was the same quality of like song
2: I can listen to stuff that doesn't have guitars, but no, I, I would, I can't think of you many, many scenarios where I would choose the other instrument as the primary, whether it be piano or something digital or violin, orchestra.
0: Uh, Aaron, I'll play a little piece of it, okay? Just get your, get your take. Is it punk rock, Aaron?
3: Uh, does that matter? It's amazing to me how,
1: man, how vulnerable he will be um, on something so public that anybody can hear this. And it's amazing to me the courage that that takes. But I also, I mean, I don't know if he's thinking about this, but the good that can do for other people. That, hear that message that understands someone who is much well someone who has this voice is also experiencing very hard things and actually like going through and not just like when his father died just cut it off and call it good and, uh, he's gone but he like searched out answers to questions he had and explored very difficult things that I mean, yeah. yeah. I would imagine only made it more difficult for him, right? Um,
0: right. I
2: feel like when, um, when he decided to sing that story, I feel like he he probably thought that he needed to do that even more than he wanted to.
0: Yeah. 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 He talks about the song in a few different like interviews and things.
2: Uh, oh yeah, the podcast that you mentioned earlier. I. I remember because you sent me the episode, um, and it was an episode of um, Against Everyone.
0: Oh yeah, by Connor. Uh, what's it
2: Connor Habib.
0: Connor Habib. Habib. Connor Habib.
2: Yeah. Um. Anyways, just because that really was a great interview, and if you're interested in in making your own connections with with the way uh, he he was writing that song in that record, you should check out the ep- uh, episode. It's episode 215 of Against Everyone.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll drop a link. To it. Yeah, and. To your question, is this punk? I mean, in that interview, he talks about how um, he could have like, gone mainstream, done things just to um, make what people would see as good music, uh-huh. but he saw the inauthenticity in that. And I love his ability to see in in music and notice the authenticity in and like just recognizing good shit for what good shit is, like people will give people shit yeah. for a certain band they listen to, um, even if that band is really good and has great aspects to it. I love his his perspective. I, I would think you know that's you know could line up well with some very punk rock ethos.
2: He sings really good.
1: Oh my gosh, he does. <laughs> it's it's dumb. Actually,
0: I'm gonna admit something weird. not it's not weird, but and because I, I was about to do it, and I, and I will do it like. And I'll get back to the thing that's weird in a second. Like, I agree. Like, good shit is good shit. I also think, like, shit is shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think one thing that punk rock does, and I, I use punk rock very... I, I, I it's think a it's, large umbrella. It's big. I don't think it means distorted guitars and slamming drums and rim shot. Like, I think... Um, I think that the, the the sort of, like, ethos of punk rock is I have something I'm feeling... Or I have something, and/or I have something I want to say, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna make you hear it. I have to get it out, right? And so it was like turn everything up, make it loud, crank all the tone knobs all the way up, and make the chords simple and in your face, right? Oh yeah. And say the thing, even if you say it over and over and over and over. And a lot of early punk stuff is repetitive lines over and over and over and over. Um, I, to me, and, and I, this is where I get into this like weird thing that I'll say. Is, is I. I think that's like often either extreme does that. So the like crazy loud, like thing that's so belligerently in your face, there's, that's a way of being quote unquote punk rock. Mm -hmm. But I also think like, and and Jesse and I've done this when we've played music together live, we'll finish a song and, and then I'll just start like palm muting alone and I'll say the shit I want to say. sometimes i'll do it for a long time we'll play a three minute song and for five six seven minutes after the song i'll keep repeating the chorus with just my guitar palm muting because i need the seven people who are in the room to really hear it or not hear it i need to say it right i need to get it out
2: right yeah you need to sing it even more than you want to
0: right, and I think he, he does that for me so the weird thing is as I'm drawing some comparison between who I believe might be the greatest songwriter who's ever lived and I do, I do think I might I think he is I think he's the greatest songwriter of all time um, and I don't say that lightly at all and then I bring a story up about myself this morning I was listening to this record on my way to work and I have a practice that I've been doing for a while and I, I'm pretty good about it, probably 80% on it, that uh, when I get to work, and I, I do it sometimes not at work as well, I put on a record, like a, a record player on my desk, put on a record, I sit down, and I write a poem. And I've been doing it for a long time, and I studied poetry in college, and I've written songs, as both of you know, for a long time, whatever. Um, but I've been doing it, like, a lot. Like, kind of a lot, a lot. Like, every day for many months basically, and so I have, like, this big stack of these poems that I've just been adding on to, and today, after listening to Gang of Youths, I pull in, get in my office, pull up my thing, start writing, and I just wrote this weird poem about, like like, this, this, like, I think, probably, like, very handsome, <laughs> like, songwriter guy who writes these amazing songs, who like i don't know how to separate myself from the story right like we have a similar story we have some common story and we have a similar way of processing the things that happen in our lives we write about it we share about it we perform about it whatever um he might be the greatest ever and i'm a dude driving my prius to work you know (laughs) in the morning and it feels funny to like write a poem about like I don't want to compare myself to you I don't want to have I don't want to do that but man you say some things that just make our our lives feel intertwined you know so there you go
2: I bet he talked to you
0: yeah and maybe it's like it's like uh, people write fan fiction I'm like a fan I write fan poetry well at least I did once
1: like half of a poem all right so you probably want to know what I've been listening to.
2: Wait, did Mike
0: do three? I did. All right. I did. I'm yearning for what you've been listening to.
2: Do you? Yeah. Are you? Aaron, before you do your three, could you go back and name... Wait, we never said everyone is doing three today. I'm doing one. Oh, this is a, It's just a little pop quiz, though. Can you name all five bands that have already come up? I would be pretty impressed. Dangerous Summer, Devil Wars Prada, Gang of Youths... Um. Ooh, I almost, I almost mouthed a clue to you, like I wanted to help you. I'm sure. Page of the lion. Yeah, I knew you would okay. get that one. And I think the fifth one, as long as that pause was before four, this one will probably, probably be longer. Yeah. And it was the shared one. That's a big clue. Classic run.
1: You got it. You got it. All right. You've got only one, though.
2: All right. One. Okay. Um, Aaron, what do you got? So
1: I've been listening to a lot of things, but one thing in particular. Oh, my God.
2: I I have to interrupt again just because I'm that obnoxious. Is he going to say death by stereo? No, I
1: already thought about this. He's not. (laughs) He's become so sophisticated. Um, No, Satanic Surfers. Yes. Um, We we talked about this a little bit. We did. Yeah. And, you know, kind of talked on the podcast about, like, my upbringing. I stayed away from bands like Satanic Surfers because of, like,. What about butthole oh, surfers?
2: Approach. Uh, yeah, obviously any, yeah.
1: anything with surfers in it.
2: What about anything with any,
0: anything it? with satanic? Uh, that too. What yeah. about anything with buttholes? No, that's fine. Mixed bag. No, Not even mix Just okay. Bring all the buttholes in. I'll listen to all the buttholes. Uh, can you name um, another band with the word butthole in it besides
1: Butthole Surfers? Me neither. Um. There needs to be more. There really does. So you, you, anyway, had, you had restrictions. I... These self-imposed restrictions, and kind of, I mean, I grew up to hate and fear anything um, that I did not understand. And... Or that was, you know, there's clearly a real being named Satan that I need to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, so I stayed away from them. And... I was building something in my garage or working out or something and streaming music, which I don't usually do, but a song came on, I liked it, and I looked at it, it was Satanic Surfers. So I started listening to them more and um, really gotten to realize that they sing about a lot of things that I agree with. Um, Satan? uh, You know, surprisingly, (laughs) they don't sing about Satan. It doesn't sound like they're worshiping Satan at all. Yeah. No, yeah, it I'm I'm not, not actually right? does.
2: That really doesn't surprise me.
1: Um, you're disappointed, aren't you? <laughs> no, I
3: I
0: I know what they sound like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's surprised. I kind of I kind of know of the band. 90s
1: so. skate punk style. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting fact: they've never played in the U.S. Really,
0: ever. That's very strange because they weren't an unknown
1: band in the U.S. No, um, I don't remember why they said they never have. But, yeah, an interview they did two years ago, so maybe in the last two years something has changed. But as of 2021, they had never played in the U.S. And, I mean, they've been a band for 30 25 years, or 30 yeah. years, something like that. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, I've listening, been listening to Taste the Poison a lot, and I'm loving it. What's a good example from that? Is, um, that's an
2: album, right, not just a single track? Yes, okay.
1: False Ambitions, which is the... Um, the track that hooked me, and then You and I Are One. Those are two that everybody should be familiar with. And then listen to the record from front to back, because that's how records are supposed to be listened to.
2: Okay. I've never listened to this band or this album, but I will do that. Good. i listen to both of those tracks, and I will also listen to the whole album. But also, um, I just wanted to ask you about that second song, because that... Piques my interest more yeah. than everything else about them thus far. Yeah. Um, who is he talking to or about in you in the You and I song?
1: The way that I hear it is like, um, like community-oriented, like everybody's connected, like we all have an effect on each other and we can all do that in a positive or, or negative way, which is also a big part of punk, right? A lot of people that didn't have other spaces to... Um, belong they found that with people that liked similar music and like it was made up of people who needed a space to
2: belong i am not finding the connection to satan in that right check it out Jesse takeaways you've never heard that before right no 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 I had never heard the band or any any of that um I mean initially I just started hearing the the guitars and I was totally into it and I just was hoping like oh my gosh I hope I like this guy's voice if I like this guy's voice I'm I don't want to say all in but like I'm in and there there wasn't anything that stood out about his voice that made me go like oh it was a great he has a great voice but also, it didn't just turn me off. Like, oh, ugh.
0: do you want to know what I think it sounds like?
2: A lot. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's something from the late '90s, early 2000s. Craig's brother. Craig's brother. Craig's brother. Like vocally or everything else or all, both. All of it. All of it. Yeah, I mean, it is a
0: very similar style. Yeah, I think that's so, pretty. Similar. That, that's not a knock.
2: I think that general vibe that he had while singing, I think that's probably how I would sing if I was trying to sing in this genre. I think that's about how I would sound. I mean, if
0: this was, what's his name? Dan's podcast, the uh, the Pretty Good Vibrations guy? What's his name? Dan Koch. Co- Dan Co- Koch. He, he thought Craig's brother was like one of the three best bands of all time or something on one of his lists. He had them better than God's Angels as a band.
2: I don't remember what that tournament was that he put together.
0: It it was like it was like every band on Warp Tour or it was like it was or was it
2: those. a Tooth and Nail thing?
0: No, 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 because they beat like I don't know. That tournament made me mad cuz he had, he like strung out lost in the second round at a 64 band. Yeah,
1: there's no way that shit. And happen. then
0: like yeah. I think Craig's brother beat somebody gigantic. Like, they mm-hmm. beat, like, no effects.
2: But you can't blame Dan Koch because the rules of his tournament are he has a guest on. They pick the winners. But he, he doesn't. But he can trump anyone. Anyone? He so he's got. Go this... around. All right. Anyways, I don't knock it. Sorry. It's just another. It's actually one of the only other music related specific podcasts that I do follow. Yeah. Um, it's called. Uh, pretty good vibrations yeah, and it's it's good it's, he puts out a lot of content that like matches right up with it's stuff like us. That He's I'm trying listening to make a full living doing this <laughs> no, <we're not>. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of is No, he
0: fully is he fully is
2: well he still writes music but that's fine that's not, okay that's not so great dan Koch side so side you, note
0: yeah, yeah so your take though it's uh, a I'm, a in,
2: plus, I'm in i'm in uh yes i i want to listen to the rest yeah. of the record i know yeah. i will awesome
0: um, so we're also drinking some drinks here And I yes. think we should shout them out a little bit Some good stuff I just wrapped up uh, one of my favorites Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA Available everywhere probably But I got to have it Do you remember just when I first had this beer? I was at Deschutes at the brewery in Portland
2: I wasn't there that time
0: um, I know I was And I oh. tasted it I was like this is so good And it was it was a long time ago 2010 maybe I think a it little after, but Blackout not much. 22, that's when I had that.
2: So what year was that?
0: And think like 2010. <laughs> um, but it was the beginning of, I believe, Simcoe. And we didn't know about Simcoe Hops. and It had Simcoe back then. Um, before, they were like widely popularized by everybody.
2: Are you sure you mean Simcoe and not Mosaic? I think it you mean be Mosaic. Because Simcoe was out in like lots of um, yeah, Sierra it, Nevada it, it, stuff it, whatever, before.
0: Whatever it was. It was in there, and it was good. I just finished one.
1: What about you? Um, I am drinking IPA 395 by Mammoth Brewing. Um, am I about to drink that as well? Yes. My uh, family and I went up to uh, Tom's place for a week, which is just south of Mammoth. So my wife and I left. That's the kids with that's Tom from Facebook. Yeah, we went to his place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When MySpace failed. He bought a small piece of land that had a lake on it and built a forest resort for people to visit. Uh Anyways, um, we went there one night and I brought this back. It's beer I've been drinking for a while because I really like it. Um, But it's your basic West Coast IPA except they add um, mushrooms. It's good.
0: It's interesting.
1: (laughs) What kind of mushroom? Not that I know of. No, um, psilocybin. <laughs> Not for the effects, for the flavor. Spruce tips and juniper berries. Which gives it a very like exaggerated piney flavor and um that's something I really like.
2: It's like a real like a yeah. real
1: ginny um, beer. Jesse, you're drinking the same thing and you can always describe beers much more eloquently than I can. Can you go ahead and tell me what you think of this beer?
2: Uh, it's Mammoth Brewing Company IPA 395 at 8% you wouldn't want to head out into the eastern sierra or yosemite for an overnight adventure without a beer bear canister and we certainly wouldn't want you to experience your next mammoth stories without a mammoth beer can this 32 ounce can of fresh beer is made with pristine alpine water from the mountains that surround us and packaged specifically to travel with you to the slopes trails and lakes of this beautiful region where will you take yours share your adventures at Mammoth Brewing. why did that sound like an advertisement?
0: I don't know um, you said it, I mean your words were clear, Yeah, I thought they were
1: uh, maybe a little more emotive than you know the not I would say that your description was quite generic it sounds um, like an
2: advertisement for this brewery yeah. I mean um,
1: <sighs> specific thing you usually get I but I will say you were correct this this beer tastes pristine mm. um, and actually the, the description that you're reading was the back of a, a it's a crowler so you know yeah, the empty dis- beers that they yeah. just fill with whatever I wasn't tastes. reading that uh, Jesse, what do you got?
2: Oh, I actually wanted to uh, crack this. Cause Ooh, we first taste. We actually finished that one that Aaron mentioned. I'm pretty sure everyone has, except for Mike. He's Mike definitely the slowest drinker. Now. Uh, since I just visited Tennessee, I got back from um, Middle Tennessee recently, um, Nashville area, um, and so I brought back a few beers, and I, we should definitely share this one. <laughs> is it more or less Trumpy than California? The beer or Tennessee? More, but I didn't experience it in any way that was like, um, I didn't have that, actually, I did have one, like, disgust reaction a a couple of times, but, like, in general, like, it wasn't what I sort of expected, um, probably the most, uh, the most, uh, um, reaction that I got was just along this one road that we drove, um, there was like a trailer billboardy but the billboard wasn't up high and it did say slave auction
1: was this a Wait, historic landmark Aaron, just don't just let it be
2: so i sort of was was definitely <laughs> thinking like that's what it's got to be um yeah. um i actually didn't didn't end up doing it but my wife went on a couple of historical like um trips where she like went to um, I don't want to say plantation, it was a plantation, but she went to, like, different places that were... It
1: was a plantation.
2: She I went mean, to, like, a Civil War battlefield that had, like, a house at it that was also... They ended up being...
0: The enslaved quarters. Um, I've been to plantations in the South. I mean... On, like, I've gotten to see them. They're, I think they are startling.
2: Okay, anyways. While... Compared to California, by a lot, Tennessee is a, a bit more red. <laughs> um, but the beer I brought
0: back... I feel like they're less red, and that's why they're more red. <laughs>
2: the beer I brought back <laughs> is, um, is from Bearded Iris Brewing. Um, a,
0: wait, Bearded Iris? Bearded
2: Iris. Is We're
0: that dark. like a, like a mm-hmm.
2: vagina? I yep. mean, you what go ahead and you picture that yourself.
0: I have been, since I read the can. Okay.
2: Um, anyways, it's called Tunnel Vision, and it's just the yep. double, double IPA, <laughs> six point eight. Does that sound a double? Just a regular six point eight is like a high standard, right? But in Tennessee, right?
0: that you know they only allow moonshine and P beer.
2: They did have a lot of moonshine. Yeah,
0: it's like a thing they try and sell everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's have this. All
0: right, we're gonna try it.
2: All right, so mm. we're all about to mm. try it. My fingers smell good from just opening the can. Oh.
0: My, my initial reaction is not lovely.
2: Yeah, I agree. The nose on it, it's a little musty and dank. But I, not in a good way. Usually, I people think, say see, dank I think, and they mean I think, something mammoth,
0: positive. Three ninety five was very musty and dank. Um, we I'm gonna here I go here I go.
1: I will say it starts okay like nose is decent good bitterness a little bit of citrusy hop flavor
2: and but then then... (laughs) and then (laughs) yeah it really flattens out and kind of tastes like cardboard yeah it's weird it goes away really quickly it's like sour cardboard
0: like like yeah
2: it tastes more sour than bitter I think I've made a beer that tasted like this before
0: oh mm mhm uh, I'm just gonna say this is this not it's not great.
2: You know, Tennessee's not known for their beer like San Diego is. Yeah,
0: we should distill this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All um, right.
0: Um, so I, good beers, great music, and yeah. I think Jesse's gonna listen to more Satanic Surfers. I'm so I actually, got it up. Yeah. i literally it's what's on um, my
2: phone. I didn't sure. know that song that that song that you played was from 2005. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was. S- such an older record. Yeah. That's
0: um, We also yeah. have other stuff that we have, like it's been a minute so we haven't talked about. Like a lot of shows we've gone to. Tons and tons. And we'll probably sprinkle those in just as we continue talking episodes and tell some stories of, of things we've done. Um, but I think we, we should maybe kind of frame the rest of the season for all of our listeners. What they might come to expect here in season three. Aaron?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... I know that we've since we want to just really make this be like a money maker for us. Our primary income $100, from
0: $100 bills.
2: Yep. We're going to need to up our listenership.
0: Yeah. We need to we need to get somewhere between but, dozens. But no, my
2: point is we did brainstorm and like try to try to choose a direction that we wanted to take and so Aaron's probably the best at explaining what we're hoping to do for this season that we're going to call season 3 even though season 2 ended without notice wait season two ended (laughs) you now know it and so do the dozens of listeners that we have at this point
0: yeah maybe hundreds but barely
2: yeah well
1: i will say jesse's kind of wrong just like dave la pepe la pepe la pepe we're not terribly concerned with doing what people think is going to be cool um we have questions we want to answer Right? And something we've thrown out here is what we want to know is, do we listen to this music because of who we are, or um, do are we who we are because we listen to this music, right? And so yeah. we're all educators here at The Punk Tree, and one thing that's big when you're teaching students is to have an essential question, this thing that we It drives are. our thinking. Yes. Yeah. It drives everything. Um. So this is going to be kind of our essential question for this season, and we're going to be bringing on people and talking about their story, how they got into music, how it shaped their lives, how their life has shaped the music that they listen to. Um, I think we're going to get into some really interesting stuff. Um, we'll probably cry.
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I do much more easily than people realize.
1: Yeah. I'm not looking forward to you guys seeing how much I cry.
0: Oh, it's gonna be great! Um, okay.
1: we're doing. We're gonna start doing lives. Yeah, podcasts, right? some yeah. live live yeah. recordings. Yeah, um, um, so and, you'll see the tears.
0: And I know you mentioned bringing some people on. These are not, um, you know, something really cool about being on the p- part of the punk tree uh, has been, and, and and playing music for years together. Jesse and I is interacting with other artists, um, being around other great art. And on this podcast, like actually getting to meet and engage with some people that we have admired uh, over years has been really cool. Um, I think a really important value that we're like maybe thinking about for this next, this season that you're about to engage in is that um, some of the, the deepest goodness comes from understanding each other as just people um, and so it doesn't mean we won't be you know maybe talking to some some folks that are a part of the industry involved in music in bands that kind of thing um, but we also want to hear the stories of, of people we just think are good people absolutely like they're just man they've got a great story to share mm-hmm. um, and so you're gonna get you're gonna get some more of that for sure this season along with some of our our old standards, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to get, get some punk nibbles. Mm -hmm. You're going to get some pieces. You're going to get our games here and there. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I I think, I think we do want to just pursue this thing that we have all been wrestling with. And I think we, like the thing is, I think that like the, for me at least and I I love your takes actually on this before we, you know, kind of, kind of pitch this into the, the first guest. Um, for me, I I feel like sometimes I kind of f- have fallen back into music because I've needed it in ways,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, like, um, I formed a new band with Jesse, like, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Because I was really struggling w- after my dad died. Mm-hmm. And I had all of these things inside of me. And I needed to make music. And I didn't, didn't just need to make music. I needed to make music with people I trusted and cared about and loved. Because if you listen to our music, we're singing about incredibly difficult private, personal diff, like things. Yeah. Like, I was in a very terrible place. And I was trying to figure it out. Um, at that same time, I was like crashing into albums like Major Minor by Thrice which is an album of all of them losing one of their parents to cancer or disease and them trying to navigate that right uh we crash into albums as our our philosophy our ideology our belief systems our our faith in the world and and things change and we we like need someone to help us understand how to reconcile that with the world and we crash into records you know um, and that's something I want to hear about from people like that kind of thing of just like, where has this been the, uh, the formative thing? Where has this been the reflective thing? Jesse mentioned a record that kind of is like a, a we were talking about mirrors earlier, mm-hmm. right? And you were talking about the album, uh,
2: Grim Age by Classic yeah, Crime, but, but mainly we age. were talking about how I feel like the way AJ for the Dangerous Summer writes, it's just that, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, sometimes it's, like,
0: I'm trying to deal with something, and I need something that's going to help me see myself. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm in a spot, and I need something that's going to serve as more of a window into something else. I need to see a new perspective here. It's, like, and sometimes, like, and, and this ties into my own, like, education stuff, and probably you guys, too, but sometimes it's, it's like a window, it's, it's it's a mirror. Sometimes it's like a door of sorts, to beat that metaphor up. Like, sometimes a record is something that actually moves me to something new. Like, I can step through and toward being or feeling a way that I, I don't currently feel like I am. Right? This is helping me change.
2: I don't know that I've ever just thought of that metaphor before. as like music or an album being a, a, a door, a mirror, or a window. Does it make sense or am I it, no, 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 no. It makes it makes it like I'm over here going like
0: oh,
2: I'm thinking of albums that do that for me.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I've definitely thought these things about albums, but like having that language makes it a little more personal, a little more um meaningful. And their windows and mirrors and doors, so we say does it frame it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so is that the same? It's so, it's We're so framing perfect. it.
2: It's well, so perfect. It's it's cheesy. It's so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it, it is a little cheesy, but I also think like I don't care. <laughs> you know, like yeah, to, yeah. To, to, like to reference Leo <laughs> Pepe, like Dave Leo Pepe says in that, that interview we've talked about so much on this show. He talks about the band Creed, oh, and, yeah. and he's like, "If you don't mm-hmm. like Creed, fuck you." Yep. Yes. <laughs> like he says that exact sentence. Yeah. I think on uh-huh. the, on the episode, he he's just like, "I like it. It's music I like." So if you're trying to be cool By not liking it Fuck you Yes And i like There's something about that You know like I don't know I want to know like What It's not a guilty pleasure I like, You know what I mean Like, yeah. Sometimes we use that language For things
2: but Yeah But really just like What do you like Not just that band But like That attitude is Kindred with me Like Yes Yeah
0: Yeah and- I mean we've joked about it right Carly Rae Jepsen It's like a joke <laughs> Yeah. Right? guilty pleasure kind of, no nah, man. Yeah. just like, dude, Taylor Swift. God, <laughs> yeah. this is like maybe the greatest music production we've ever heard. It's so, what's the talent? What's the songwriting? Who actually wrote? The, I don't know. But are some of these songs
1: good? Yeah. Yep. You mentioned guilty pleasure, and like you talked about how it's not really guilty pleasure, right? but it seems to me like a better term would be. Shameful pleasure, which even shouldn't be yeah. something that um, we should really feel shame about. Um, but I, it it kills me that our society frames it like that. Like, and they use that term "guilty" puts the responsibility on that person as if they are supposed to listen to a certain kind of music, right? Yep. But it's they're yep. not guilty. Yep. Other people. Are putting shame on them. And you will become what you run from. You will become what you yeah. run from. You run from that shame, you're going you're to feel f- that shame. You are going to become you it. You yeah. think Guil- you're running from guilt, you're not, and you're becoming shame, the thing that's actually yeah. coming yeah. after you.
0: And yeah. I would say maybe it's not you become it, but you'll be filled with it. Right, because you become guilt shameful. And, mm-hmm. by and by sh- guilt it. and shame
2: Ooh, yeah, right. aren't the same, but they are always buddies. They're always buddies, but they're not twins. Guilt and right. shame. Right,
1: twin They're twins. I like that.
2: No, no, I'm saying I'm saying they're they're connected, but not yeah. They're not the same. No, I, I understand. Oh my bad. Um, I I want to cut this out then, because if what you said made sense, I don't want to try to <laughs> double. <damage. laughs> no, I was
1: agreeing with you because they look the same. Oftentimes they feel the same, um, but they're really not. Um, guilt is something that sometimes might be legitimate, sometimes not.
3: But yeah. society places yeah.
1: that on you. Shame is then the product of that guilt that they're placing on you. Yes. Yeah. That might not be universal, but I think in, in many, like, what people are... Well, well guilt is a truth.
2: Yeah. Right? Like, yes. like
0: Guilt is a truth. Shame is, yes. a, is a lens. Yes. Right? And, and so, like, if I'm filled with, if I'm shameful, if I'm carrying shame, it's going to, it's going to color, it's going to coat other things in my life. You know, like, after we record tonight, I'm going to go meet a friend for this person's birthday. And it's going to be great. Right? And one of the reasons that I care about this person a ton is they're a person who always engages as if no lens exists. They always engage as if you are you without the judgment and the layers of mistakes and blah 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 all on top covering up yeah like a mask right jesse's making a motion like a mask like it's just you i just like you because you're you like how profound
2: is that but then then what can also come in there is i don't like you because you're you and that's and that's okay and that's okay and that's okay i don't have to treat you badly because i don't like you because you're you i could still be civil yeah that's
0: cool and 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 that's that's incredibly like liberating if you're engaged in relationships like that it's also incredibly like terrifying if you're not and you're trying to pursue it right Mm -hmm. you touched on this before with i remember who you were talking about like somebody who will say uh, i think it was lo pepe he like if he if he will say the thing even though it might cost him something right even though it's like wow you're saying this huge truth you and i (laughs) the other night uh Aaron and I went by Three Punks, awesome brewery oh, and brew so pub, uh, just a couple nights ago. Uh, we'll throw a link in there. I don't know if we've tossed out Three Punks yet, but San Diego yeah, but- Ch- Chula Vista uh, brewery and brew pub, great place, you awesome beer. There. It's mm-hmm. the beer is getting better. Even. Oh yeah, like, it's getting better and better. Um, but we were there, and uh, it was packed. Soccer game night. And, oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. medical players. Jamaica. Yeah, and so uh, we were there, and afterward we were a little hungry. And uh, we were in a rallies yes. parking lot, which our listeners rallies is is low key. Can I say that low key? Mm-hmm. Uh, low key. Uh, people know what that means. Okay. Yeah. So on the uh, like like it's an unknown truth that rallies
1: is awesome. Oh my god! And we had our order taken by a robot. A robot took our
2: order. A robot. I didn't love, love that. Wait, but not it was an, it like a like a it
1: had a, it had a body. No no, 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 no. It was just like a you know robo call, yeah, like an.
3: Yeah, automated, like
1: automated, and automated. I wasn't saying that was why it was awesome. No. It was very interesting. I did not expect that at all. It was the first time I had ever experienced that. But like the food was fucking fresh, and it did not cost much at all. We got really good cheeseburgers. Yeah, for a dollar sixty nine each, mm-hmm. and they were good. And anyway, monster boxes of fries and chicken, chicken bites, tits. chicken bites, yeah, whatever.
2: Great, You're yet hungry. another advertisement. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. You guys like- are—you guys are just making an ad for okay. rallies. Yes. I know. You know what? go to rallies, go, rallies, go to rallies we and, can and tell nothing.
1: them the code: Punktree twenty-five. <laughs> You'll get twenty five percent off your order. <laughs> you won't. And no, no. But, but in the parking lot, but I
0: want to get They to would that be all. so
2: confused if they would just give you twenty five percent off. <laughs> so then she will shut up. That's why they put
0: a robot there because people were confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but in that parking lot, Aaron, we sat and we listened to a record oh, we've we've. I think we. Yes, I think we've mentioned it before. We've definitely mentioned the artist. Um, I think it was like the epitome of what you're saying about Dave. Oh Lope God, Pepper. yeah. Um, so we all three grew up in a world that was kind of like church driven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, our families were involved in churches and mm-hmm. ways, uh, we grew up kind of like in that way. And I, I think like in our like early twenties, somewhere around there, the rapper Lecrae mm-hmm. became like the rapper that oh, yeah. christian kids were allowed to listen to white people loved him i did them. not yeah. see and this white coming white people loved him like he was their guy mm-hmm. right and i would even i'm gonna say it like i, I think he was even like tokenized by white oh the white evangelical world mm-hmm. as like this is the safe person for kids to listen to right yep in the last several years he has rejected that Incredibly, <laughs> yeah. at a significant cost to himself, oh yeah, making a lot less money than he could. Right, and he sings and, and he raps about that, and sings about it, he does both. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a record come out uh, last year, I think. Um, he has a series of albums called Church Clothes, yes, which I mm-hmm. think is
1: an awesome name for an album,
0: and it's also the name of my new men's basketball team. We're naming <laughs> our team Church Clothes. <laughs> In North Carolina, Carolina Blue with a cursive font, Church Clothes.
2: And this is or isn't a team from a church. No, it is not. It's all right. right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but he had, he's had four now. This is the fourth volume of Church Clothes came out. And this is not the first record where he's gone here. He's he's had several albums now where he has really talked about how, like, you know, everybody's telling me to take my checks from evangelicals. But I'm, e- I'm rejecting that, right? Like. Um, I'm not going to be part of that anymore. I'm not going to help that anymore. Um, But in this record... And church clothes, the idea is that, like... You know, for anybody who ever was part of, like... uh, At least the the dominant church culture, I would say, in America, not just Christian church culture, but church culture in general, and I don't know if this is true for both of you, but church culture um, has... Various
1: levels of like, like propriety. Oh, absolutely! Like, like what is appropriate, right? Like, Every adult male in my church growing up always wore button-up, collared shirt with a tie. Most of them had a jacket. Okay, on. So Jesse,
0: that's the way you had to look. What were cultures like for you when you were growing up and you were at a church?
2: Casual enough to to not feel like it was weird that like some people were trying to wear their Sunday best or whatever. Okay. Lucky. Me, me too. But I was I was more I was much more like youth groupy kid than like going to like a traditional church service. Like okay. youth group and and youth group had to be like yeah. not yeah. button up. Yeah. Cuz if okay. you were I think you you're not you're, kid, no, you're I, not getting anyone.
0: I think when I was a kid like my dad and my grandpa wore like a suit to church or like a button-up shirt to church, but The tradition that they were kind of a part of, like, like, ended being very casual. Ended up being very casual, Um, but there was still a very very strict version of what was appropriate. Oh, absolutely. Right. So if you if you came in to the church I grew up in and you were um, loud or disruptive, it would be a problem, right? If you came in the church I grew up in and you had no shirt on, it would be like, what's going on with this guy? Right. if you came into the church I grew up in and you had a lot of different lifestyles going on that were not the like traditional fundamental lifestyle it would be like not only noticed but it would be maybe like there would be some thoughts and feelings Jesse would that track with yours as well?
2: Um, a church I grew up in did ask oh uh, no I mean it's not just what they did
0: but who would have felt like okay I can be here I'm fine here
2: Okay. Youth group was very accepting. But like the denomination as a whole or like the the pastors of the church, like if they would have known who was being accepted in the church, they they might not have been comfortable. Or and there probably were times when they weren't. Right. But like the youth group I grew up in was like safe, accepted, and loved. Like whoever you are. And our youth group was like that. Wow, yeah, but certain people Never would came. have been like
1: asked to meet with a pastor, or like going not put, allowed to like front be front up, up on the board. stage. were
0: yeah. I mean, not, not allowed, allowed to, to like serve a leader, or Ooh. I yeah.
2: mean, if they were if they were um, like a part of like the the bigger picture, uh, church, maybe, but like if it was, I'm telling you, youth youth group and church yeah, weren't I, the same thing. Right, I'm talking about the
0: church, though. So I'm talking about, like, that dominant culture. Because at some point, you're not in youth group anymore. You're only really in youth group for, like, seven years at the most. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a very small part of your life. So before that, you're a child that goes to, like, whatever you go to. And after that, you were an adult that was maybe a part of, like, some other version of the church.
2: As a child, I went to a church that just really went to crap and I just don't even consider that of any value like I don't even worry about that being like a part of my formation like Why, like, like pastors having affairs and all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we left that church like after like it wasn't good right so Lecrae
0: the idea of church closes that like there are certain things that are just acceptable in church world certain ways of being that are acceptable in church world. Um, right. I think at its most conservative fundamental, it's like you're that picture of the American family, mm-hmm. and, right? In, in the American evangelical church. And what does that look like, Jesse? I gonna mean, ask the white
2: guy. Uh, what, it's definitely white people.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what does that family look like?
2: They've got children. Uh-huh. At and least two. And the dad is wearing a shirt with buttons Uh I
0: was wearing a sweater vest over
2: it and they live in the suburbs and they have a dog
0: right does mom work
2: no uh
0: huh right and when the dad gets home is the whole family miraculously there waiting for him to be home
2: I mean no but for for the bit
0: yeah sure (laughs) right so this the idea of Lacrae's albums I think are like Nah. That's not what you wear to church. Church clothes are the clothes I'm wearing. <laughs> and I respect it, right? Like, on the cover of the new album, he's we- I think he's wearing, like, a suit, right? Yeah. On the cover of the album, but it's all ripped to shreds. And he's in, like, a room that is just destroyed. And the room is just destroyed. Is that punk? It's like, in a way, yeah. it is. Because it's like, I'm trying to convey a message. Well, there's a song. Um, it's called Spread the Ops. Oh, I love that song. On the album. And in the song... Um, Jesse, can you look up the lyrics? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a line I think it's in like the second verse or something. Now this is Lecrae, who used to be his career completely buoyed by the Evangelical Church of America, right? He was the guy that came to the huge Christian concerts. He was the guy that mega churches would play would 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 play and pay to tour through and perform at their church. So on the record, he has a song "Spread the Ops," and there's a couple of lines in it that if you think about the idea of wearing church clothes and who Lecrae has been in his life. This idea of like, I'm a convicted songwriter, is profound. And so, um, we'll play a little piece of it here, and then Jesse, you don't know the song, right? No,
2: well, I definitely listened to that record
0: when it came out. Alright Jesse, so here we go. This is um, Spread the Ops. I'm just going to play this piece, and I want just your reaction, because I already know Aaron's from our rallies parking lot time.
3: All right. I am So,
0: did you catch those lines, Jesse? She said, "I got some blood on my hands and some dirt on my fingers." You know that. Yeah,
2: that's guilt I gotta go get that.
0: I gotta go get it. Lord help me kill all my demons. I look in the mirror, I see him. I had a BM, I had a baby mama. I had a BM, I forced her to get an abortion. I pray when I die, I can meet him.
2: I mean, that's a big... That's a, that's a big thing to say if it's true. I don't know that there's many people out there that are saying that. There's not.
0: I mean, if you're him, why the hell would you put those lyrics in a song if it was going to create the question Yeah. that it might have happened?
2: Well, because he probably just knows that people think of something else for BM.
1: Wait, you think that he's... Is... Owl movement? Come on. <laughs> Wait, do you think that he is saying that, but it didn't really happen?
2: No. But it's so.
1: it's so... Like you think you might be just saying it to create
2: controversy and piss people off? No, 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 it's it's just so open that it's hard, it's hard to believe immediately that like, oh, he's telling a true story about himself. It's hard to believe. I'm not saying it's okay. unbelievable or I think it's not. I'm just saying it's like initially it's like, man, okay, Just, just yeah, true. The truth, the truth is beautiful. whether it's
0: directly, literally true. Or he's presenting that scenario as a thing. Um, I just, I connected it back, Aaron, to to that thought of, like, I'm going to say the truth. And and I'm going to name another one. I know we're stretching this out, but, like, it's one of my favorite lines from any song of all time. It's from David Bazan, who I mentioned, Pedro the Lion. Mm -hmm. And um, he has a song called uh, People. Um, It's People from his album Strange Negotiations, I believe. I might be wrong, but I think it's strange negotiations. Pretty sure you're wrong. Am I?
1: I have no idea. I think I'm right.
0: But he has a line that says, "If you love the truth enough, you start to tell it all the time, and when it like starts to cost you, you, you don't even mind, because if if the truth is really going to win, then you gotta stay, you gotta take stock, and you and you gotta like do something, right? Because otherwise, and I don't remember the line exactly, but he basically like has this metaphor of like, if you don't love the truth enough then the lies are gonna spill down into someone's cup. And it's usually not the person with the most power. It's usually the people who don't have power. They're gonna have to deal with us not following the truth. And I think like whether it's Leo Pepe, whether it's you know, the band like like classic crimes dealing with some super intense important topics. Dangerous Summer is dealing with some super intense important subjects. I mentioned Major Minor helping me deal with grief earlier. Like I think like we can find the places where there are truth tellers in music.
2: Well and can you, the, yeah. well, can you answer the essential question then?
0: I, I hope not. Yeah. Like I hope we can't ever truly answer it. I hope we just keep like picking at it,
2: right? It's almost certainly both. It's almost certainly both getting to hear people's stories and like times when it was more one way than the other they listened to it because it's what they needed or they needed because it's what they they had like right, right, it's good it, like those stories are going to come up and it's, it's going to I think it's
3: it's going to go good and when you love the truth enough, you start to tell it all the time when it gets you into trouble you discover you don't mind Okay, so
2: I haven't had one in a while. What is on a rally burger? I don't know why I've been thinking that question, but what? What's a rally
0: on... burger or a, or a cheeseburger from rallies? Yes, all-American cheeseburger. The all-American cheeseburger it was from All-American. Okay. okay. So that dog- means it did not it's have $1.69. Okay. It has a sesame seed bun. Okay. It is bigger in diameter and a larger piece of meat patty. Not huge, but uh, then like a jumbo jack. Okay. It's a bit it's a, it's big. It has meat, ketchup, I think mustard, pretty okay. sure, okay. pickles. And onions. I believe that's all. Mm-hmm. Che- cheese, though? And cheese. Yeah. And what kind of cheese? American cheese. Yeah. American uh, uh, cheese. Fast food cheese.
2: Okay, so yeah. so no, no lettuce, though. No, but we also no. didn't
0: ask for it. So okay. there might be that option. I know you love lettuce.
2: I do. On a burger, I like to put a salad on it. Yeah.
0: I prefer a sautéed, soft... Caramelized vegetable layer.
2: Mm, yeah, onion specifically mm. needs to be involved there. I go raw onion. I like both. Yeah, some tomatoes, pickles. Yeah, and a fried egg. Fried we're egg. We have, I'm, now I'm we're pickles. getting into
0: accoutrements that are like beyond right. the regular. All right.
2: This is making me like. <laughs> this is making me hungry, and you it's have actually, food behind you. No, it's a bag of chips. That's not a meal. Okay. Anyways, it's getting late, and right, what are we ending with? What are no, we? No, no, no. No, no. It's it's like it's making me hungry, but um like just to wrap this up like we need to encourage our listeners to check out our new sponsors uh, Mammoth Brewing and, Rally, Ra- Burgers, and Rally, Burger.
0: Rally Burger like checkers on the east coast
2: go there and tell and them rest. that you deserve a discount from uh-huh. the Punk Tree podcast and they'll be so confused that they'll feel bad for if you and they'll you just so give it to you
0: are inclined you are also welcome to print yourself gift certificates <laughs> to these establishments and
2: and, and redeem them and redeem them but also we actually have an actual partnership with um, T.S. the Tea so you can actually do, we, you can actually use that one you can
0: actually go to T.S. the Tea and put in PUNKTREE15 uh, in the checkout for a code and you'll get 15% off your order of delicious loose leaf tea
2: yeah and we're still proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network we sure are alright well thanks for uh, tuning in and listening to another episode of the Punk Tree everyone I'm Jesse.
0: I'm Aaron. I'm Mike. Be excellent to each other.
2: I knew you were going to say that. I was waiting for it.
3: It's NFL Draft Season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football